Hi, this is Carl, and I'm here with my friend Richard Tubb. How are you, sir? I'm not so bad, Carl. How are you doing? Pretty darn good, and you're coming to us from Birmingham, England, correct? I am indeed. Good pronunciation, and uh, Birmingham there. We're, we're not Birmingham <laughs> here in the UK. <laughs> Birmingham. Well, you know, I, I hang out with enough uh, folks, so eventually I learn how to talk somewhat good. So, <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us, and thank you very much for being one of our special guests on the SMB Online Conference, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Oh, so, my pleasure. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about who you are? I know that you used to be an MSP, and now you're a coach. Give us a little bit more detail. Indeed. So, um, yeah, as you've alluded to, I, I used to be the owner of uh, a managed service provider based here in Birmingham in, uh, in the UK. I actually started that business up as uh, pretty much as a one-man band uh, way back in uh, 2003. And, um, you know, like a lot of people in our industry, I, uh, I, I maintained that one-man band status for, for a number of years um, until I decided to grow the business. And that sort of coincided with me reading the, the very wonderful, the famous book by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth Revisited, which I know you're very familiar with. Love it. And um, yeah, I, I read The E-Myth and I thought, hey, you know what? I think I want to uh, to own a business here, not own a job. And so that was probably around sort of 2005, 2006 time. Um, I started to grow the business, take employees on, really systemize the business. And it was around that time I started to uh, to, to blog about my journey and to uh, to speak at IT user groups and uh, uh, those uh, type of events, and, and really started, I guess, to start, uh, establish a bit of a reputation, much like yourself, Carl, for, uh, for sort of sharing the knowledge of, um, uh, you know, how to grow an IT business. And although there was no plan in, in place for that, that actually worked out well for me um, in, in my uh, current business, because at the end of 2010, I actually sold that MSP business and no plans on what I was going to do next. Um, but then a funny thing started happening. The, the, the phone started to ring, and um, a, a selection of, um, of MSPs here in the UK, in, including some of my competitors in the local market, started phoning me and saying, hey, Richard, you know, we've heard on the grapevine that you're a, a free agent. Would you mind coming in and spending some time talking to us um, about the things that you speak and blog about? And, uh, you know, this, this piqued my fancy. And uh, um, a, a few months into doing that, I thought, hmm, there might be a, a new career opportunity here, Richard. And uh, before I knew it, I was being referred to as, a, as an MSP coach. And uh, the last uh, a couple of years have been um, very, very kind to me. I've um, uh, started working with a number of MSPs here in the UK, very, very proactive, very progressive MSPs um, who want to grow their business. And um, I tend to work with no more than eight MSPs at a time, um, helping them with everything from um, taking on new engineers, to systemizing their business, um, making the most of their tools such as Autotask and ConnectWise, GFI Max, those type of things. And, and really, uh, a number of my clients have told me they, they like having me as a uh, the uh, the other voice in the room, as they refer to it, just somebody to uh, pick up the phone and um, to get advice and guidance off whenever they need it. Very nice. So eight at a time—that's your limit, eh? Mm. Eight at a time. I I thought long and hard um, about taking on more people than that, but obviously um, 
uh, there's only so many hours in the day, uh, and that's not going to expand anytime soon. Um, right. And I actually, <laughs> if, if we go back, you know, a couple of years, I was actually working with 12 at a time, and then I realised actually, um, you know, a lot of the engagements need to be a little bit deeper than they are, uh, and, and to give myself enough time for, for doing that. Um, I, you know, reduced the number to eight, and uh, touch wood, you know, it's it's gone very well both for, for me and for the clients I've been working with. So eight it is. Very nice. So your topic on the SMB online conference is going to be about networking and both online and offline. So I think that you know part of that is you you came to us and said I really I really want to talk about some of the things that people are not necessarily doing as well as they could. And I think part of it is that that the world has changed and some of us have not. Mm. Well, it, it is an interesting one. I mean, I um, the, the the tagline that, that I get given is being um, you know a, an MSP coach. I'll be honest, a lot of the work I tend to do with people tends to be about forging more effective relationships with people, um, you know, both online and offline. And and the interesting thing in is, of course, you know, the uh, everybody that networking has always been there uh, for for businesses. You know, business breakfast, business lunch, uh, networking at the bar during conferences, all of those type of things. And then this new world uh, uh, came up. You've got the Facebook and the uh, the Twitter, all the social networking side of things, and um, people started to seemingly to get a little bit confused over how these were were used, and. But for me, it was always really clear that you know the, uh, the the way you would deal with people in real life, so to speak, uh, offline, would be the same way that you would deal with people online. Um, treat them with respect, um, listen effectively, and um, follow up with people um, effectively as well. So, yeah, the presentation that um, that, that we're going to be talking about uh, at the SMB online conference is, is really going to be about effective business networking, how to network online and offline. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's interesting, if you've been in the IT business very long, you've been involved in the online forums and news groups back in the day, and... Uh, there used to be a thing that was, I wouldn't say necessarily common, but everybody saw it, and that was flames, where somebody would get in an argument with somebody and they would just, you know, like all caps, yelling and screaming, you're an idiot, you know, how do you know this, blah, 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 and, you know, these arguments would go on and on and on and take over a forum so that everybody else basically either checked out or said, stop it, YouTube, take it somewhere else, you know. And I rarely see anything that comes even close to that on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or any of the social media. And I'm just wondering why that is, because there's just as many nerds on those sites as there ever were. I think there's, it's a really good question. I think there's an element of um, the fact people are aware these are public forums. Now, that's not to say that the old you know, uh, user groups uh, and, and news groups that we used to get involved with weren't, but they tended to be quite close-knit communities. So everybody knew one another, and um, what's the old phrase? Uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Um, right. You know, people could uh, rub each other up the, wrong, up the wrong way, perhaps. I, I think what we're seeing with um, social networks such as as Twitter, for instance, is, you know, to use a, a UK phrase here, uh, Twitter is pretty much a pub conversation. 
So it's the type of thing, you know, if, if you're in a if you're in the local pub and you want to eavesdrop on somebody's conversation, um, you know, uh, you can do. You can overhear what they're talking about. And um, uh, likewise, uh, you're aware that other people can probably overhear your conversation as well. So you're not really, or if you're sensible, you're not really um, going to say anything that um, that you wouldn't be comfortable saying to someone else. Now there are people who perhaps <laughs> don't get that as well as right. uh, as well as others. But for the most part, I think we're all aware that if you're getting into a bun fight, if you're getting into a you know a, 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 a flame fight with someone, um, it's not going to um, show you in the best light, and other people are going to be aware of that. I think. One other point just on on that topic as well is nowadays um, um, everything that we do online is actually under a microscope. So even if um, somebody is not engaging with you in the conversation, um, I'm very aware, for instance, that lots of people read my uh, blog but don't comment on it. But I know they read it because the, you know, right. the hit count is there. And I think the same way that I'm aware that people are, are following conversations that I will have on Twitter, not necessarily commenting on it, but they're interested, they're intrigued. So um, I'm conscious that at all times, um, you know, uh, uh, you're on display basically, and your your actions are being uh, are being held accountable for. I think that's an excellent point. And the other thing is, uh, and by the way, you have a great blog, and if folks are not uh, currently reading it, they need to. And so why don't you go ahead and give us that real quick. Sure. So, so the blog has been around um, oh, for about seven, eight years now. Uh, the web address is www.tubblog. That's T U B L O G dot co dot uk. Now, the blog started out as um, as a way for me as an MSP owner to share my journey with other people. Um, it's actually morphed over the years, and, and and now the you know the blog underwent a redesign a couple of years ago, and it's almost exclusively um, news for uh, MSP owners and IT professionals, and there's news in there uh, and advice uh, guidance about using social media and indeed business networking as a whole, um, how to uh, how to build effective relationships with people. So. Right, and the, and the reason I bring up the blog is that uh, it's also something that is part of networking. Uh, it, it seems like it's a one-way communication, and as you say, people don't necessarily comment on it, but isn't it interesting that they will comment on Facebook about your blog? They won't necessarily oh. put the comment on the blog, they put it on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. You've got to be aware that nowadays, you know, people are going to, are going to, consume information in whichever manner is most convenient for them. We're, we're doing a podcast right now for, for people who, um, you know, enjoy to listen to things. Um, I also, uh, you and I both put, put out blogs there for people who are interested in reading things. And, and, and you and I and uh, your brother Manuel did a, uh, a Google Hangout the other day, which was uh, video-based uh, for those people who like watching uh, a video. So the bottom line is people will consume information in, any, in the way that's most convenient to them. And in the same way, um, they will receive respond or they'll feed back to you in the, um, the forum or the medium that they're most comfortable with. So somebody might read your blog, um, um, you know, directly on your web page, but then leave a comment on Facebook. Other people leave comments on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Other people never, ever leave comments publicly, but they drop me emails all the time or pick up the phone and speak to me right. about the things. So, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a good lesson in there for everybody, I think, that, you know, don't uh, be aware that you might 
push content out through one medium, but be prepared to receive, um, uh, uh, to, to continue the conversation in any one of a number of mediums. And what would you say when you sort of look at the way that MSPs are using social media um, for networking, would you say that most of them are either using it too much or not using it enough or, you know, where, where's the balance for most people? I see um, a number of MSPs using social networking very, very effectively. And, and, and the way they're doing it is by uh, starting conversations, typically with people in their local geographic area, typically with influencers. And, and there's, a, there's a, you know, a big connect here between online networking and offline networking. So let me give you an example. You, you go along to a, a, you know, a business networking breakfast. Um, you see a great present, presentation, a 15-minute slot by somebody. Um, uh, in, back in ye oldy days, uh, we may have walked up to that person afterwards, that presenter, and said, thanks very much, that was a great presentation, and, and that was that. What we tend to do, or what, what those MSPs who are, uh, are using social media well, is they tend to go up to that person, that presenter, and say, thanks, that was a great presentation. Do you mind if we exchange business cards? They then tend to go back to the office, or, or indeed a lot of the time, whilst they're there, sat at the, uh, at the networking event, and tweet about that person and say, just saw a great presentation from, from so-and-so. That person then um, you know, really appreciates that shout out online. Um, and other people respond back and say, hey, yeah, I saw that presentation as well, that you know, so-and-so is a really good presenter. So you're in, immediately starting a number of conversations there. The individual, the MSP, is then going back to the office and uh, connecting up with the speaker on uh, social media, is connecting up with them on, say, LinkedIn, and continuing the conversation. And, of course, you can see all where this is going there. So, it, you know, back in the day, we may have just exchanged business cards and probably taken the business card back to the office and left it to gather dust. Now, right. we can continue the conversation immediately and really effectively and draw other people into the conversation as well. And so those MSPs that I see um, using social media well are actually realizing that it's a combination of offline and online networking now that really works. And again, going back to the point we made earlier, the conversation may have started in one form, that being the, uh, you know, the, the business networking event, but the conversation is continuing over a number of different uh, other mediums. Right. And when people are looking locally, obviously most of us still want to get clients locally that we can wander into their office every once in a while when we need to do something that can't be done remotely. And so there has to be some combination of online and offline, right, that I, I need to meet people locally and then talk about them on Facebook. And that way we, we build both a public and a private uh, relationship and, and sort of, um, you know, when when they see me bragging about them or something they've done, they're very appreciative and they remember who I am. So whether they're a client yeah. or not. Absolutely. I mean, it's um, all of us by human nature. We uh, most of us appreciate recognition, and um, th there's really no downside, is there, to you know to recognizing somebody online and uh, you know showing your gratitude or, or letting other people know that you're working with them because uh, the old phrase isn't that uh, people do business with people they like.
So one of the mistakes I think I'd, I'd, I'd say that I see uh, lots of MSPs uh, making is that they use social media as not as a conversation, but almost as a bullhorn. Um, you know, to share what they're doing and how great they are at, you know, uh, this, that, and the other. Well, most people aren't interested in talking about you. They're more interested <laughs> right. in hearing about themselves. Or, um, right. But so it's a case. I think social media, if, you know, it's a great way to start conversations. But be aware that you know um, you, you've got to show a bit of your personality. You've got to show a bit of who you are. You've also got to show a little bit of the other people that you admire um, and the other people that you work with uh, or want to work with. And, and what tends to happen then is you draw like-minded people into that conversation. So rather than um, you thinking, well, you know, I'm spending all of my time plugging other people on my Twitter feed or on my Facebook page. The reality is, whilst you're giving shout-outs to other people, you're also you know, raising a flag up there and saying, these are the type of people I enjoy spending time with, I enjoy working with, and other people of that like mind will be attracted to working with you as well. Right. And there's, it's kind of an interesting combination of things. I don't know if you ever read The Idea Virus by Seth Godin, but mm -hmm. uh, he talks about how you know, certain ideas spread. You know, For example, everybody owned an iPod before I even knew they existed, right? And uh, and so suddenly, boom! There's this you know idea that's out there, and he talks about how ideas spread. And one of the most powerful endorsements you can have is when somebody is sort of just like going by and says, "Oh my God, you've got to talk to Richard!" Right? It's completely spontaneous, and here a total stranger has told you that you need to go talk to this guy, and for whatever reason, that has credibility. That has more credibility than a paid advertisement where you put a lot of money into it. And the social media works so well with that. And if you combine it with the personal stuff where people, they know each other offline, and then online somebody says, oh, you know, Richard's my favorite coach, and three other people just jump on and say, oh, my God, he changed my life. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's huge for endorsements. And, you know, it really works with the local community if you have both online and the offline working together. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think one of the one of the key things here is that, uh, we, you know, we've already talked about people do business uh, with people they like. Um, but people also look for experts or, or their, what I call their go-to people in, in different areas. So if you're... If, if you've identified a niche for yourself, so many of us who work in the, um, you know, the IT space, for instance, I'm a business coach who works exclusively with IT companies. For many MSPs out there, um, that they tend to uh, hang their hat on a certain subject that they're an expert in. So some of us might be experts in VoIP, some of us might be experts in telecoms, some of us might be experts in CRM. Um, but if, you know, and that's one way to differentiate yourself from many of the other IT companies out there. When you're going to local networking events, if people know you not just as that IT guy, but that IT guy who's a really nice person to get along with, he's um, recognized and known by lots of other people, and he's an expert in a certain topic, you know, it's, it's a great way to put yourself out there as an industry expert that, that people then want to be seen with, want to do work with, and want to spend time with. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think much, much more. Obviously, you've got a, a whole hour, and you're going to do some questions and answers at the uh, conference. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the meantime, why don't you give us your website? We've got your blog, tublog.co.uk, and uh, where else can people get a hold of you? 
Sure. So if you're uh, an IT company or a managed service provider and, and you'd like to find out a little bit more about the work that I do, um, you can go to Richard Tubb, that's uh, and you can find out how I help IT companies there. If you're interested in um, uh, firing any questions to me straight away, well, my email address is richard at tublog, T-U-B-B-L-O-G.co.uk, and you can also find me on Twitter at tublog, T-U-B-B-L-O-G. And I'm also very active on Google+, so feel free to look me up there. Very nice. Well, thank you for your time today, sir, and I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, Carl.